0: just a culmination of a lot of hard work over the past six years of getting our program to this point to compete with some of the best teams in our class
1: i I take great pride in those guys having their programs and running i just hate we're going against each other
2: well it's an energy drink what would you anticipate it it's not it's not like roses or something Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, audio, video, both, podcatcher, all of the GPB media types and channels and social media things. John here, Hannah there. And I'm just going to go ahead and say off the top. It was a struggle to get in here today.
3: <laughs> John and I John and I are struggling a little bit everybody. I don't know if there hasn't been enough caffeine. We just, you look tired. I know I look well, tired.
2: Well, uh, so here's, here's, here's the deal.
3: <laughs> I apologize in advance for this podcast, everybody. So here, We've got here's, a great one, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, a really, it's a really good show. Uh, two, good, two good stories, one involving the game of the week. Uh, you'll notice in my left hand, first and foremost, there's something that's missing. And it, it, is, my wedding, it is my wedding ring.
3: Whoopsies.
2: It, it is a whoopsie. Because we have a, we have a deal at the house. Where if you're if you're busy like if you're working around the house you're doing you know laundry or gardening or something or if you're going out and you're exercising, you can. Are you
3: looking at me saying I'm doing laundry and gardening? No, 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 I do. Because that's a whole other conversation we're about to have outside this room. No, no, no,
2: I do. I do (laughs) the laundry at my place. I, I, (laughs) I literally, I am anal retentive when it comes to laundry. But if you're doing something and you're working and you know your hands are going to expand or whatever, like Mm -hmm. you're going to go out and get a run in or something, Mm -hmm. you can can leave your wedding band off and not get fined about it.
3: You left your wedding band off.
2: I left my wedding band off and I left the house. So it is a kangaroo court fine that goes in a jar. And at the end of the year, the person who had the least number of violations chooses the charity that all that money goes to.
3: Your bag also smells kind of
2: funny. Yes, it does mm-hmm. because a, an energy drink exploded in my bag, which is down here, oh, man. and uh, it's it's uh, smelling rather energy drinkish. All
3: right. So we got, we got to start the podcast. It's been it's
2: been a it's been a long entrance to uh, to get here today. Before
3: we do, I have a shout out as well.
2: Yes, you do. It's because you're styling.
3: If you're watching on the video version, Jeremy should. Edwards, head coach of Houston County, sent me a T-shirt. Yes, he did. It's their new logo, Highway 96. That's part
2: of their new thing, yeah.
3: And I wanted to give him a shout out. Four and O. Oh, yeah. Head to the MAC to play Warner Robins. Mm. Huge matchup this week. Huge. That is one to watch. Huge. So thank you, Coach Edwards. Yes. For the shirt. Yes. It's very comfy. It's very soft. I'm going to take a picture and tag you on social media per your request.
2: Yes, per, per his request, uh, the Highway 96-ness uh, of uh, Bear Down and Hoko is now mm-hmm. being worn by Hannah this week on the show.
3: All right, time to start the show. Should we just redo the entire open, no, 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 we welcome should No. Welcome
2: into the, no. <laughs> welcome w- into the welcome, football welcome right to the Georgia the, podcast. It, basically, yeah. So we've got some really cool guests this so week. So the theme
3: is South Georgia. Yes, it is. We're going to catch up with Lowndes head coach Adam Carter. Vikings are facing Grayson on GPB this week. That's going to be an awesome one. And Lanier County head coach Kurt Williams, the Bulldogs just made history. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to miss either of these interviews. But first, let's take a quick look back at last week. We had a great time at Tom Ryden Field Mm -hmm. for Buford versus Carver Atlanta. The final score was 31 to nothing, but that doesn't really tell the whole story. No. Carver Atlanta was really good in the first half. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, adjustments are made by Buford at at halftime. But I was really impressed in in the first half. And, of course, stamina has to do with that and training and everything. Depth. um, Yeah, depth, exactly. So what was your take on the game?
2: Think about it this way. Carver Atlanta is in one of the toughest regions in their classification in Mm -hmm. AAA. All four teams in this region will be making runs in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Three of the four, Sandy Creek, Cedar Grove, who you've heard of, and Carver Atlanta, all will be making deep runs. I mean, at one point a couple of years ago, I think they were all in the uh, the quarters, if not the semis, they were all there. Wow! And so, one of the toughest regions around. Darren Miles defensively holding Buford to four scores. Only two of those scores were defensive. You had two special teams touchdowns by Buford. You had two defensive. Uh, you had two offensive touchdowns by Buford. Dylan Riola throws for one hundred and fifty and one. So Darren Miles' defense against Buford, nationally ranked Buford, only gives up two scores to the Buford offense, gives up two on special teams, 31-0 final. A really cool story about with uh, with Coach Appling and mm-hmm. Coach Miles and how far back they go, but yeah. very, very strong showing by Carver Atlanta in that game.
3: Another storyline, Dylan Riolà heading to Georgia. He was 14 of 17, passing 151 yards, two TDs. My interview with him is now up on all of our social media platforms, but it was really cool to watch him warm up. He was the first kid out there. I mean, there was nobody there when we get there. Mm-mm. We get there, we try to time it when school gets out, so we're not fighting all of the kids coming out and we're trying to park. <laughs> 3.45 so, or so 4 o'clock, and you see all these out. cars. So 4 o'clock, and we go out there, and we're on the 10, and we're, we're looking around. I mean, there is no one. And Dylan just walks out at like 4.30. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ever left the field. He was out there the entire time warming up. So he is definitely a dedicated.
2: He and his uh, younger brother.
3: Yes. Yeah. He was warming up with his younger brother. All right. Give us a quick look around the rest of the state, John.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: The typical question, what surprised John Nelson? Well, what
2: surprised, uh, you know, there were some teams that got some wins, and obviously Lanier County is one of them. We'll get into that in just a bit. Let's take the tour. Newton over Westlake, 27-12. I think the margin was probably something that surprised folks. Newton winning by 15. Newton drops into the top 10 for the first time this season with the the big upset win. You end up with Marist over BT by 17. That's another one probably looking at margins. Uh, Warner Robins, like, I don't know what it is about second halves and warner robbins but it takes a little while i think so far this season for the engine to turn over when it comes to warner robbins and then when you get to the second half the comeback starts and they came all the way back they were down to dutchtown early came all the way back to win at 29 22 judd anderson 22 of 37 253 and three in that one uh, a couple of others perry over peach doubled him up 42 21 so perry is now three and one in middle georgia also, uh, drifting down, try-on and model up in Northwest Georgia. I think the margin of victory was another surprise for folks. Try-on winning by 19 12 And then uh, clinch and bacon, 28-26, another nail-biter there. So a lot of stuff across the board that uh, might have surprised folks. Not necessarily who won, but maybe the margin of victory in some cases.
3: So I, my game to watch is Houston County, Warner Robins. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> we'll also talk more about our game coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Can I cut? <laughs> no, no, no. Just leave this in. Yeah. Okay, let me toss this better. Yeah. I'm trying to toss it to Coach Williams, but I thought that we were doing Coach Carter first. No, I not. was going to try to twist it. No. Like, okay, my game to watch, and then no. we're doing our game, and here's Coach Carter. No. That didn't work. No, it did not. So we're going to go to our first guest. There you go. <laughs> here's Lanier County Bulldogs head coach, Kurt Williams. <laughs> Coach Williams, you are four and zero, coming off a ten to nothing win over MCA. It was the Bulldogs' first ever win over a top ten team. How are you feeling?
0: <laughs> uh, feeling great. You know, um, we, we had a close game with those guys last year, and. uh very fortunate to get a win Friday. The team played really well. And uh you know, just a culmination of a lot of hard work over the past six years of of getting our program to this point to com- to compete with some of the best teams in our class.
2: And we'll get into region in just a little bit, but with everything that you were able to build last season, you finish at six and six, make it into the playoffs, make some noise. Six wins, I think, is the most wins in over a decade there in Lakeland. What has the what has it been like there in Lanier County and in Lakeland after what happened last year, building in the spring and summer and with the, the hot start that you've had this year? What's it been like?
0: Yeah, just, uh, you know, last year was an amazing run for us. We got kind of, you know, feel like we kind of got started late, kind of found our identity in the middle of region and went on a, a nice little three- or four-game run to uh, get in the second round of playoffs for the first time in school history and, you know, kind of feel like we we kind of had an okay spring and summer. It wasn't as good as, you know, I don't think I talked to one coach that, man, we had a great summer. Uh, and then we got our tail kicked in uh, our scrimmage game versus Macon County, who's a pretty good football team, too. And uh, kind of gave us a wake-up call, and I think we finally found ourselves and our kids have really bought into how we prepare every week and. You know, I can't say enough about our kids and our coaching staff to really buy it in, and just kind of to give you a summary of how far we've come. When I first got the job, I can't—I remember going around town and speaking at a luncheon or whatever. And you know, this is Kurt Williams, their head football coach, and just getting told, "Old oh, coach, bless your heart, you know, <laughs> the boys play hard, but they, they just don't play football around here." And uh, so that kind of gives you an idea of how far we've come, and just. Just really makes you enjoy these moments more so, uh, because of how how some of the worst seasons around here we've we've experienced.
3: Well, you definitely have proved that you can play football down there. Time to brag on some of your players. For those that aren't as familiar with or County, tell me about some of your top playmakers that make your team go.
0: Uh, well, we got a bunch of them this year. We got sixteen seniors. Wow, and uh, which is. I'm pretty big for single A. Yeah. Um Marcus Eubanks is is one of our top tier linemen, plays offense line, defense line. Um nehemiah Davis is another senior who's who's averaging close to a hundred yards a game right now for us. Um Drake Wofford is doing a great job in his second year as a quarterback. He's he's only a sophomore so we're looking forward to brighter days with him. And uh BJ Jones is one of the best kids you're gonna find. Um for our skill guys uh in South Georgia. And um I could go on and on with Eric Brown, Gaines, Trey Charles, um, you know, Martin Trejo. We got some really good players that, that make me look a whole lot better as a coach for sure.
2: So then let me ask you this since you've mentioned all of these folks, we we have up here make that kid an offer, where for whatever reason you know somebody's too whatever they're not getting the looks that you think as a coach an athlete should be getting or they're just not getting any looks period from coaches because of you know you know linear county and accessibility and all those kinds of things do you have a player or two that would fit that make that kid an offer mentality that you've had down there or that you had that, that down there as one of your seniors
0: Absolutely uh DeMarcus e. banks is by far uh, nobody's really pulled the trigger. They came in on uh in the spring um, evaluating him. A lot of a lot of schools liked him, but never would make an offer. He's about six foot, two hundred and sixty pounds. And uh we call him freight train. So that kind of gives you an idea. You know, he absolutely killed somebody on on a counter play last week. So um as far as offensive line and defense line, he's you know, he's not getting pushed around. He's making his, his stat line might not be great, but he's getting double team and He's he's maintaining a line of scrimmage and making plays in the backfield every game for us. And, um, you know, just a great kid, too. So, and really one of the leaders on our football team and a big reason why we're 4-0. Well,
3: I'm glad that we could get his name out there on the podcast. Well, since our theme is South Georgia today on the podcast, mm-hmm. what does football mean to Lanier County?
0: uh it has grown tremendously since we've had some recent success i mean we uh it was flood and rain about six o'clock last week for for homecoming and we get out there and start playing around uh, playing i was like man we don't really have a good crowd we ought to have a big crowd and then i turn around and the place is probably more packed than i've ever seen it
3: nice and
0: uh so just the, the town shuts down and uh we got kids running around playing football um, on a little side field. People are working the concession stand. Uh, you know, we got cowbells ringing. We got a great student section band and cheerleaders. The atmosphere has completely went to another level in the in the past year. And there's so many people to thank for that and helping me build that. So, uh, just can't really say enough good things about our community.
2: You've hit the the halfway point of of the calendar for you there at Lanier. You've got an off week. Then you've got Pelham, and you've got to go on the road to that one. It's always a tough environment. Then you go into region play. Region two, the way that it lines up right now, Clinch Turner at Coach Charlton. When you look at region again here in this last year of this particular cycle, when you look at this region that you're in, what do you see?
0: Uh, you know, our region's gonna be tough as always. Um, Clinch is a really good football team. Coach Tyson runs a great program. Um, Turner is much improved. You know, they had Irwin on the ropes a couple of weeks ago, so um gonna be as athletic as anybody we play. Um Atco is is getting better every week, and and Traugon County is Traugon County. Mm-hmm. So um, and being a mini region, you can't afford to uh you can't afford to have any slip-ups. You know, you got you to gotta go play well and you can't turn the ball over. You got to execute, block, and tackle.
3: Last question for you, Coach. You have a bye week this week. What are you going to work on?
0: Ourself. <laughs> um, you know, really, we're kind of banged up, so we're going to kind of rest a little bit. We, we're still going to lift and run really hard and uh, really start to prepare for region play. Um, we got Pelham, and they run split back there next week, so. That's that's going to be an ultimate trap game with the region looming ahead of us, um, and we got to stay focused on just one week at a time, one day at a time, and uh, you know, see what happens.
2: First ever victory against the top ten team in MCA last week, ranked for the first time in history. Kurt, it's great to catch up with you and find out what's going on there. Get the update. What's going on at Lanier County? Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia
0: podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Go dogs
2: and while hannah recovers from interview number one we're going to toss to interview number two and catch up with a uh, friend of the show adam carter and what it's like to compete down at lounge as they get ready for this big game up against grayson
3: hey coach carter so you're heading back up to your old stomping grounds where you were just the coach a year ago how do you feel about that
1: So uh, I've been a little nervous about it. Again, I've tried to tune it out as much as I can. Uh, You know, that place was really good to me. Uh, My family spent four really good years there, Uh, made some lifelong friends. My son was uh, born there. Mm -hmm. Um, And to leave that group of folks was uh, was not an easy task. And I don't want anybody to think it was. Uh, It's a great group of people. Uh, Dana Pugh, the principal, is is retired now. Him and uh, Brian DeBerry, the athletic director, is as good people as they come. Um, and I have some folks in that community. I still talk to uh, my pastor. I try to text him daily from up there. Um, Randy, uh, Pastor Randy from uh, Grace New Hope. And so, again, I that's a special place to me. So, having to go back there on the other side of the field is um, is a little un- unsettling a little bit, you know, and, and but at the same time, it's uh, it'll be cool experience. Uh, I'm ready for our kids to uh, to take a trip and, and go see that side of things and uh, ready for um, for all the people to be yelling at me on the other side, you know, that's going to be, that's going to happen. Um, and get to see some faces again. At the end of the day, we're going to play a football game uh, just like any other road trip. And I told our kids, like, don't let this game uh, turn into something It's not. It's just the next game on the schedule. Um, and, and don't worry about everything with me.
2: When it comes to lounge and we can, I guess, just put that in all capital letters, when it comes to a road trip of this kind of a consequence where you're having to pack up everybody, and I mean everybody, to come north, what are some of the things that folks may not necessarily know or appreciate about the logistics and everything that's involved about having to come all the way from Lowndes High to Grayson? And I mean, that's a haul. I mean, are you leaving tomorrow? Is that how this works? (laughs)
1: So I am not a leave-the-day-early guy. Um, I believe in keeping schedules as normal as possible. Um, I believe in letting kids sleep in their own bed. Um, We wake up on Friday morning. uh, We'll do our our breakfast with our booster club at our local church, just like we always do. Uh, We'll come in and get our Friday morning game day lift in. Uh, They'll shower, and then we'll hit the road. The way I put it is, they're going to be sitting in a chair in class all day anyway so all we're going to be doing is sitting in a charter bus right and so we'll play some movies about lunchtime on their normal schedule we'll stop um, and, and give them a quick lunch let them stretch their legs um, then we'll head on up and i'll try to time it out to where our pre-game meal is exact same time it would be at a normal game uh, we'll do our walk through stuff we'll do all our meetings again i am a creature of habit uh, i try to keep our kids scheduled the same uh, as much as possible but logistically it's uh it's it's fun you know you got to think about like yes we're bringing a bunch of people but we bring a bunch of coaches uh my middle school staff will travel with us um we have our booster club folks that come with us that'll go and have everything ready for us when we get to various places so they take days off from work um you know we have deputies that come with us uh, uh we have uh it's a production you know we uh 7a football you go look at everybody i mean what we did at, at grayson is no different i mean it's it's taking two or three trucks that's got kids equipment and film equipment and and this and that and all that stuff goes into it um and so it's it's good to have really good people around you that have done this before um you know i, I was fortunate enough to bring some of my guys with me from up there that have handled this kind of thing before um and obviously these guys at lounge have um they traveled to Carrollton last year. They traveled to Grayson back in 2018. Um, and so they've made this trip before. So um, I'm just hoping that the the um, the buses don't have any issue. I've had a trip down to South Georgia before. Where we had bus issue. That's never mm. fun. Um, but logistically, hopefully we're okay. Coach,
3: you had the hurricane come through. Then you lost to East Coweta. What all went into preparations this week to get back on track?
1: We had the hurricane come through. And so our kids were on okay. school Monday and Tuesday um so it kind of shut that down a little bit and then we tried to get back into some normalcy yeah. um and so we um it was okay we probably didn't get as much done but we you know spent some time to try to get healthy and those kind of things and then you know help people in our community that, that struggle was probably the, much, the most part of that but uh and then you know last week like i said we came back played east kawita kind of knocked the rest off from the, the hurricane stuff and um you know that didn't end the way we wanted to we started much better but didn't end the way we wanted to so Hopefully, this week we'll be able to put four quarters together.
2: What's it like to finally play a school in the state of Georgia? I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, you start out with, uh, you know, Christ School out of Arden, North Carolina. Then you come around with Gadsden County, you know, traditional over the you know, border war kind of a thing. And then you end up with Rock Creek Christian. What's it like to finally play a team in the state of Georgia?
1: Yeah, you know, our kids, they, uh, down in, in South Georgia, you, you, um, very similar to Metro Atlanta. If you look at a lot of those um, larger schools in Metro Atlanta, they they have to play out of team school just to fill our schedule. But down here at, at Lounge and in Region 1, we only have, what, um, what five region teams. So we have four region games. we got to go find six games. And so um, and it's much easier at times to find Florida schools than it is Georgia schools. Um, the school out of Maryland kind of happened because – we had a Florida school drop us in late July. And at that point in time, you're going to schedule whoever you can, yep. um, you know, and then the, the deal with the Carolina school was um, a little classic. We did with Colquitt um, and and they did it at our place last year, Colquitt this year. So it's nice to play Georgia schools and, and have those competitions and those rivalries. I, I think that, um, you know, for this one, I think Grayson and Lowndes have kind of built up a rivalry way long ago. They played each other. Uh, back in the Kandichi days uh, and then played each other in eighteen um I brought um a lounge uh, a Grayson team two lounge um on two different occasions so um there there's uh, some common ground between us um you know as far as the programs go and those kind of things and so um I think that our kids will be up for you know that part of it being a play in playing folks we know and that uh, they see all the time and they know who those kids are and that kind of stuff.
3: Another common ground is that Grayson current head coach Santavius Bryant was your DB coach last year, right?
1: Well, the first three of our four years, he was there with us. Uh, okay. This past season, uh, he went to Gainesville. Um, and was a DB coach at Gainesville this past year. Oh, sorry about that. I <laughs> that's okay. Right. Um, but he's a he does an outstanding job. Um, coach uh Ryan and Barry, like I said, the AD. Um, you know, had during that process, whatever I had talked to him, and Santavia's name kept coming up, and he had a great relationship and, and with those kids and, and those parents, and I think that's a big thing at that place is those relationships. Um, you know, when you have some changeover to bring somebody in that's familiar and all those things, just kind of keep it going in the right direction. I think he's done a great job. Those kids are playing hard for him. He's a he's a players' coach. Uh, they love him. Uh, he's there for them. They know all that stuff. And so. Um, I'm proud of him too. You know, I, I text me and him were texting back and forth on Sunday about the film exchange. And, you know, I told him, you know, congrats uh, that he'd done a great job. And, you know, I, I never want to get into that whole deal about playing your assistants because you want them to be successful, you know, <laughs> and I've been fortunate enough in a short period of time to have a I think. I think he's number eight. That's been a head coach that um, was assistant at one point for me. And so, I, I take great pride in, in those guys having their programs and running. I just hate we're going against each other. Yeah.
2: So is this one of those situations where you've taught Coach Bryant everything he knows, but you <laughs> haven't taught him everything you know? Is that how this works?
1: No, I mean, that, listen, he is a bright, bright coach. And so they do, um, you know, he's running it the way he wants to run it and the way he knows how to run it. Um, on film, it looks like they've kept a couple of things schematically. Um, but it's his program, uh, and, and I think that, you know, you leave you, you leave Grayson, go to Gainesville, so you see the Grayson way, you see the Gainesville way, which they're doing a great job. So he, he's he got a bunch of background knowledge right there. Um, and so, you know how everybody does, man. They, they take stuff that they um, like and don't like from everywhere they go, and, and then they make it their own, and, and that's what he's done. And uh, like I said, uh, you all see, and you've seen film, and, they're they're really good, and, and that coaching staff he put together. It's a young coaching staff, but they are um, they're very smart guys. I know a group of them over there. Um, some of them that I coached with before, and so he's done a really good job.
2: Well, Coach, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. It is the game of the week. Grayson and Lounge, looking forward to it Can't on win. GPB, gpb.org, the GPB Sports app. All of the GPBs, all the social medias. Thanks for uh, giving us a bit of a preview there in the office. I know that you live there this time of year. <laughs> and we're looking forward to seeing you on Friday night, Coach. Thanks for hanging out.
1: All right, yeah. Thank you all so much. Go Vikings.
3: You know what the saddest thing about Friday is?
2: That it doesn't come soon enough?
3: That I won't be there. That's true. Nikki Noto Palmer, yes, my gal, my is, friend, is, is filling in for me. We have so a fall. Compadre, we so have amore. a fall wedding, and not just any wedding. Not yours. Not not my wedding. No, my husband's best friend's wedding. He's in the wedding. We have to be there.
2: Do they not understand? They're not
3: football fans. They're not big football fans. Do they not
2: understand they that their wedding will be less attended? Colleges.
3: It's a very small wedding. They don't care, but we're going. Honestly, we don't have the girls this weekend. Mm-hmm. My mother in law is watching the girls with my sister in law. Mm-hmm. Hey, quick shout out to the Howls, since we're talking about lounge. Quick Oop, shout out to the Howells in Valdosta. Okay. My sister in law has twins.
1: I'm still and trying to figure out the my sister in
3: law, my mother in law, and the the big the big girl twins are taking care of our
2: wedding twins. Wedding
3: thing. Um. Anyways, I think I'm going.
2: No, you're no. The, <laughs> another
3: tangent here. I won't be there Friday. I will Nikki miss you will all. Be. Yes. Okay, John. Um. Games
2: to look at. Thank you. Yes. Cedar Grove, two and three on the season, still ranked top in AAA Mm -hmm. because of their schedule. So Cedar Grove played Mill Creek last week. Yep. Guess who they play this week? Who? Culkwood
3: County. Oh, no.
2: So it's a three. You you get, I mean, they don't. Who
3: made that schedule?
2: They did because they need to, because they're in that four team region that we're talking about. And they don't play a, a team in AAA until region play. Tremendous stuff. Uh, Carver region. said Carver, Sandy Creek, Cedar Grove, Douglas. Yeah. Four, three, three games. you got to come up with seven. Mm. So the tour continues for Cedar Grove. They're playing with this week. That's one. Uh, Parkview and Mill Creek, two teams at 4-0. That's a good one. Milton and North Cobb. It's going to be our web game, web game at gpb.org uh, slash sports. So that's the web game this week. Yep. Hughes and an undefeated Douglas County team. Douglas County's 4-0 and this year so far. Uh, you've got Ware County at Bainbridge. Pack a lunch, a dinner, and a midnight snack because you're going from Waycross to Bainbridge and back. Okay. You've got, you mentioned uh, Houston County, Warner Robins. There's yep. that one. Uh, Perry is at Howard. Two teams at 3-1. and Early early good starts there for Howard. Calvary Day at Savannah Christian. 4-0 and and 3-1. and Double uh, A, you've got Pierce County, Brantley County. 4-0 and uh, going to Nahunta. And take on the Brantley County Herons, who are three and one. You have in Class A the game of the week: Sly County, Macon County in Ooh. Ellaville, one versus two, four and O versus four place and O in is Class be A. Pack D two. So the pizza um,
3: place is gonna be slammed.
2: Winner of that one mm-hmm. is our other interview next week. Nice. I'm calling it now. All right. So the winner of Sly and Macon. It's so either Dexter Copeland or Darren Alford.
3: We're calling you.
2: We're calling you. You're the guest next week uh, in addition to our, our other coach that we're going to have. So that winner of one versus two next week on the show.
3: We have a thin staff today. I think we only have
2: well, no, But no, still the Snake. But we still take care of everybody.
3: And you know. King James.
2: True, but we still let everybody know what happened. Oh, oh! Uh, President
3: oh, Reagan's in there as well. Or is
2: she, so we're actually, Governor we're actually but oh, Governor Reagan's out of Governor state, Reagan. so it doesn't quite count.
3: So we're actually only missing.
2: Well, Jeremy commanders and commanders Maya. Commander Sandy and Ambassador Jeremy
3: and Maya
2: and and, and uh, Maya Bachman Turner Overdrive. So here we go. Here's the here's the uh, staff whip around. Uh, Governor Reagan doesn't count because she went out of state, unless she wants to let us know who she played, and then we'll let her know. Uh, Rutland loses to Central Macon, so the Chargers take it on the chin, 41-20. Uh, Lakeside Decab was off. So uh, I, you know, I, I do not have a, res- a response unless somebody can sit there and tell me what happened, and, uh, you know, I overlooked it for some reason. Uh, Dalton put 56 on Lasseter, winning
3: 56-20. We're
2: 0-4. And uh, Northwest Whitfield beat Darlington 21-17. Parkview. I think Parkview was the only winner of the week.
3: Wow.
2: So Jake the Jake Snake. Jake
3: wins again. He won last week.
2: I, well, and it was also our game on the air. So Parkview <sighs> beat Pius 48 nothing. And uh, South Gwinnett shut out Decatur 40, nothing. so Commander Sandy took it on the chin as well. So uh, Jake the Snake, I think, uh, got the only win wow. in the staff whip around Must this year. nice. Week. Yeah, really? 4 0. 4 0, his Park 2 Panthers.
3: All right, John. That's, uh, all, that's all I got for the day.
2: Because I need to go find a towel to try to mop up the energy drink <laughs> yeah, at the bottom of my yeah, bag. Your
3: bag stinks.
2: Well, it's an energy drink. What would you anticipate? It, it, it's, not, it's not like roses or something.
3: I don't know, John. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get you cleaned up.
2: So we're gonna get cleaned up. So that's another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm gonna go get a towel, and uh, I'm gonna go to an ATM machine and find a twenty dollar bill. Yep. And put it that to Patty. Put it in the jar in in the kitchen, and uh, you're gonna like not be here anymore.
3: Well, I gotta edit the video version of the podcast and and do a couple of things for Nikki.
2: So thanks for everybody here. For everybody here. Everybody out there on the other side of the glass, thanks for hanging out with us for another end of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Don't forget your wedding band. Don't spill an energy drink. Have fun on Friday night or Thursday or Saturday whenever your favorite team is playing. Play it safe, everybody. We'll not spill anything. Be back next week.